Hi, my name is Milan Noich and you're listening to Stay in Tune. Hi guys, welcome to the new episode of Podcast Stay in Tuned. My name is Milian. Now, today's special guest, I'm really delighted to introduce to you an amazing couple, a ballroom couple. It's Domen Krapesh and Natasha Karabey. Thank you very much for inviting us. And, you know, everybody who is listening, thank you very much for taking your time and spending it together with us. Uh, now, for those of you who are maybe not so much into ballroom and Latin dancing, maybe they don't know you. So you can tell us a little bit about yourself, about your story, how you got together and your dancing background. Well, maybe Natasha should start. Yeah, okay, let's can... <laughs> let's be a gentleman and allow the lady to go first. Also, hello from me to everybody. And yeah, thanks for the opportunity to talk with you. And um Yeah, I try to keep it a little bit short because it's basically a long story. I started um, many years ago when I was um, nine years old to dance. My parents have a dancing studio in Germany, so I was kind of born into it. I always loved ballroom music and I was fascinated by the movements and to dance to music. And I started so very early. And yeah, first of all, I started with Latin. And later on, I changed to ballroom, which was then the discipline I liked more. Um, after many years, I decided then only to do ballroom. And uh, yeah, luckily, um, the career was very successful. So um, we got a few titles and I really enjoyed uh, doing A few. Doing <laughs> I really enjoyed um, doing it every day and practice a lot and try to get better and better. And uh, may I ask how many German titles you have? Because I think you hit the record. Yeah, I'm not quite sure, but it was uh, a lot of German uh, champion titles. Yes, that's true. Um, yeah, but you've been second in amateurs in uh, IDSF in those years. Yeah, yes, second in the world championship in IDSF in Borum. And yeah, then <laughs> I don't like to just add the titles. Natasha but, is shy about. Uh, <laughs> um, then later on we changed to professionals um, and uh, also there we uh, made the final very successful and I have to say then five approximately yeah five years ago we basically started uh, together so it's actually not such a long time together but we were very happy that we could start dancing together uh, circumstances changed a little bit so we had this opportunity And yeah, we had a lot of... Because, you know, interesting thing is we used to compete against each other. Yeah, we were true. both, you know, finalists of the world's Blackpool International, all the big events. You know, uh, Natasha used to dance with um, her brother. I danced with Monica. And yeah, we were competing against each other. So that was kind of quite interesting then that two rivals kind of started to dance together. <laughs> yeah, usually this happens like in early... Uh like more on the beginning of the career when people are like competing against each other and then they get paired up. Uh, but I remember you, Natasha, dancing with your brother. I was always wondering who is that big ship moving around the dance floor? You know, it was, it was, it looks so enormous and so elegant. So I remember Thank those you. competitions. Yeah. Nice to hear that you remember. Yeah, so we had of now course. a short time together 
and Compa- yeah, short time comparison to the length of our career, let's yeah. say like this. Mm-hmm. But we're really happy that we had the opportunity to dance together, mm-hmm. and we have really great memories out of that um, time together. Yeah, like yeah. the first comp was definitely very special because we had only three weeks to get ready. So it was kind of really tough, but uh, it um, worked out very well. And I think from since then, we, uh, yeah, we have a successful time together. Yeah. So there is a way to also prepare in a fast way. Yeah, that was... well, yeah kind of. If <laughs> I think if you have mm-hmm. a lot of experience, you know yourself well, uh, mm-hmm. then obviously you put yourself a bit under pressure and you know how you react under pressure then i think it's possible if i would mm-hmm. look back earlier in my career maybe that would not be possible but uh, you know experience is always the key factor to know how to act in this kind of uh, moments and how to still do best performance you know mm-hmm. how to prepare yourself to, yeah. to do a best performance possible yeah, I think the more you have the, you know, develop the awareness of the body, uh, the easier it gets to adjust, the easier, like, you know, yourself and also. Yeah, I think the planning was very important for this you know, short time. So mm-hmm. we had to say, okay, we do this and this and this in that amount of time, which was quite challenging. Mm-hmm. And also, also, yeah, I think mind needs to be very well under control. So the pressure doesn't kill you. And then it's you know, mind mm. enters nicely in the body and then they connect together and then you can, mm. you know, you can do best possible. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I think that calmness of the mind also probably there is a part, um, you know, how we can remain in that state is because you do have a certain experience, you know what you're capable of and this brings you a certain calmness, right? Uh, when you when you know what your body is capable and you have a certain experience, you did already certain things, you have that trust in yourself. And this is one of the parts I think that brings, you know, um, your state of mind into a more calming and trusting um, way. The same way you practice technique, same way you practice your body, mm-hmm. you should also take time to practice also your mind. I actually, I tell you just, okay, later I tell a bit more about myself, but I just tell you a little story. Um, mm-hmm. I was always disappointed how I was performing in team match. You know, I was invited mm-hmm. very often to dance a team match in Blackpool. And if you imagine, you are basically representing Europe, you know, so there is uh, two ballroom couples that could represent Europe and uh, two Latin couples. You have everybody in the audience, so you say, you know, you have a champions, all the champions sitting there watching you. And uh, yeah, you're not used to be on this huge Blackpool floor by yourself. And you have one chance, basically, is is, uh, kind of one final that you have to give your best. So it's not easy, you know, uh, it's really difficult thing to, you know, to perform best at that time. And I remember I was not happy actually two years i was not satisfied with my performance and then i says okay let's switch things around and really work on state of mind and prepare you know myself Mm. best possible because i was aware a lot of circumstances were disturbing me and i worked actually at that time i took one year to really prepare uh, for that occasion and it was really you know when you are in the zone 
when mm-hmm. uh, you are able to train yourself in a way that almost uh, time stops and uh, you are really there so yeah that's why i spend almost a year to train this and to prepare mm-hmm. myself and to deal with my emotions and pressures and stuff like this but it was mm-hmm. really really helpful to bring out I think at that moment, best of myself, and it gave me um, a lot of knowledge of how to deal with myself mm. on the dance floor mm. or even in life. Uh, yeah, that self-awareness and also the emotional state. This is also a subject you know that is uh, very important to really dive into. Yeah, if you really want to go on the just higher level of performing. Uh, whatever that is whether it's a competition it's a theater performance doesn't really matter and also for practice i think being really clear and in tune not just on the mental level but together with the physical level that every everything is you know in harmony then you can perform so much better exactly and also from my own experience you know from practice when you're not in tune when your mind or your emotions or your body is going in different directions it it is very hard (laughs) to already feel good you know to feel in tune and then to actually make a product or make a certain development or certain step forward when all of those things are in tune it's you can you can sense it's yeah. it's moving much faster and much more um how to say harmonically and also it goes so easy yeah. right yeah like you just know everything is on point it's like yes that's it <laughs> and i love this feeling it's great it's the seldom feeling is everything is on point <laughs> yeah. yeah uh domen so you can tell us a little bit about your background so yeah i'm slovenian proud slovenian <laughs> uh, so I started my dancing uh, journey there. My, I think my first competition one when I was like uh, 10 years old, I did Latin in ballroom. Um, yeah, I was in, you know, I, I won 10 dance national championships a few times. I won uh, ballroom. And then when I turned amateurs, I felt that um, I wanted more. I was not happy only with the scene that was there uh, it happened also that i split with uh, my partner um, that was she was slovenian and i actually moved to italy when i was 18 years old i live in italy for i don't know seven eight years and i felt that at that time italians were best in ballroom and i really wanted to practice with uh, best people um, you know on the worldwide scene because i felt mm. in slovenia basically i was the best uh, so I felt that was the extra motivation. First three years, I must say, were really hard, um, you know, to kind of move out of your country, all the pressures, uh, you know, from youth kind of very, very successful youth career going into amateurs, being young, young amateur is tough, you know, it's tough to, um, you know, let's say being finalist in youth and then in amateur suddenly you finish between 120, you're nobody. So you have to really work hard. Uh, yeah, also partnership was not, not easy. I split and then I found a new girl, I split. And then actually I managed to make make something quite incredible. I 
was finishing in Blackpool International UK uh, for three years between 120, 96, sometimes 120. So not really great results. And I managed, I think was 2003 to go from 96 directly into the final and not rising stars to the open normal uh, final. So I made a huge jump. That year was really crazy year because I decided I'll really do, you know, everything uh, that's needed. We were practicing, you know, 10 hours per day as much as body gave you. I remember I sold everything I had, put everything into dancing, <laughs> did all the comps. I did every, really, I feel if I look backward, I sacrificed everything I could sacrifice to do this. Yeah, and then uh, I made this final uh, in amateurs. Then obviously, like that's why I, I said to you, mental is very important. Now making a final from mm. 96, you know, going to the final mentally, you're not ready for something like this. So then it was kind of a lot of pressure I felt because suddenly, you know, <laughs> everybody mm. starts to invite you uh, to, the, to the comps, you know, you don't know how to deal with uh, trainers, you don't know how to deal with the whole situation with yourself, your confidence is falling, you know, you, you don't know what you did on that evening to achieve something like this. Mm. So I was still okay. I was like between always uh, like first 10 couples, sometimes final, sometimes out for two years and then kind of had enough of this pressure uh, and I turned professional basically no actually I made final when I was 22 and I turned professional then when I was 24 so very young professional mm. Mm. Uh, but I think that was one of the best decisions of my life uh, it was great you know also for example first final in the world championships that I did there was still I was dancing against I don't know Timothy House and Christopher Hawkins uh, mm -hmm. So I was the kind of young guy <laughs> with this famous old generation. So, you know, it's wonderful to stand on the dance floor and dance, you know, on the same floor with, uh, with them. Yeah. And then um, I think I made like four years semifinals. I started to travel to Asia very often. Um, I started to compete a lot in Asia. There was a lot of really competitions there. So I lived in Hong Kong for a period of time. Uh, we mm -hmm. also actually together and also before spent a lot of time in Japan. Um, so that's, I kind of, I didn't stay in Italy so much. I actually traveled a lot to England. So I spent a lot of time in England. And that was because of the practice? Yes, because of practice and I think when we went there, uh, all the work, everything else disappeared. So you just focus on your practice. I love also, mm. we are a member of Starlight Dancing Studio. You know, it's a famous dancing studio of uh, Bill and Bobby Irvine. It's, I really love that studio, love to practice there. Uh, and you focus completely only on your dancing you know you just uh, wake up do your lesson practice practice you know you give everything uh, into it yeah so now we are 10 years uh, finals of all the major championships at the moment with natasha we are second in blackpool international uk so all the major events a few years ago ago we won the show dance world championships uh, you know we've been dancing world superstars for how long eight years nine years 
Yeah. Something like this. Yeah. Famous World Superstars <laughs> Festival that I guess everybody dreams to, to do it. And yeah, extremely busy traveling. Okay, last year was obviously very uh, challenging for everyone, but we are really looking forward that hopefully around summer or after summer event starts again and we are able to travel and you know push mm-hmm. for what we hope to achieve yeah. in the very very mm-hmm. very near future <laughs> amazing <laughs> uh, i will definitely watch and i actually remember you very well dancing uh, latin comms i remember your father very well being always with you i remember you. yeah yeah he's still the same supportive guy Full of energy. Yes. He loved dancing. I remember. I remember like really, really very well you and your father. Yeah. Uh, Before when you were speaking about uh, standing on the dance floor, you know, with like the older generation that you're looking up to or that they give you like a certain motivation or... They give you you motivation. But what what I wanted, I really wanted to feel their timing. You know, I remember my Mm. uh, first comp was... um, as professional was UK and I remember Mm -hmm. you know Timothy Hausen used to be champion at that time the first thing I did I went close to him you know obviously I had to start competition from the beginning they entered in 96 so I was in the same heat as him so I just went close to him just slightly behind so you could you know kind of monitor the timing you know of the Mm -hmm. motion so that was uh, you know like moments that stay with you and really you share really beautiful moments, you know. Mm. Uh, I was really happy, you know, that I had the opportunity to be. It was um, when I turned amateur uh, in Latin, but uh, it was uh, still that uh, very high quality era of Slovenian Latin couples. Uh, because that national championship, the first was Matej with Ivona, and then second was uh, Yuri and Jagoda, and Zoran Plochel with Tatiana. No, actually Zoran was second and Yuri was third. Yeah, it was crazy final. So we did. I also danced, uh, you know, still Latin in amateurs. So it was yeah. yeah Andre was first, second was uh, at that time. Andre was first, second was um, Matej. Then Yuri yeah. and Zoran, they used to kind of compete against each other. Yeah. And then fifth was Gregor Rebula. And yeah. you know, Gre- Gregor later became British champion many times. He started to dance yeah, with And I was sixth. Yeah. So I, you know, and in, in ballroom, I was first. So for me, like, okay, I was good in, uh, in uh, ballroom, but actually in Latin, not so good. But then I went to Italy and everybody, oh, this guy is good in Latin. <laughs> everybody, yeah, oh, yeah. so good in Latin, <laughs> so good in Latin. Because obviously the level of our Latin was very high. So high. We were so high. And, yeah. and also results, I remember. Actually, you know, because you go abroad and actually I achieved same results yeah. in Latin as I would in ballroom. But for myself, oh, I, I'm a champion in ballroom by the moment. Yeah. So that's why, and that's why, f- you know, I wanted to go to Italy because in Slovenia, actually, we had a great, great generation and that motivated mm-hmm. everybody to work really hard. But I felt mm-hmm. I was kind of the only one. So I felt, okay, if I want to go further, I want to be in a group with the best one. I want to know how they train, what they do, how much time they dedicate and have somebody as a role model. 
So that was kind of, I feel, very important. I even remember actually going once to Italy and Natasha with her brother, she was already uh, like, uh, I remember, finalists. Yeah, they were like, oh, not finalists, they were like a high-ranked couple. And I remember, oh, look, these German champions are also practicing here. Oh, everybody's going to Italy. Yeah, I think Italy was a strong country and ballroom basically yeah. at that time. So they had a lot of professional finalists. They had champions in amateur. So I think that um, was a very important time for them. And yeah, everybody used to train in Italy, basically. Yeah, but it also came because in Italy they had nothing, you know. Then came Augusta Schiavo and Caterina. Mm. They won mm. amateur world championships and then they made final. Uh, and again, great role model. They pulled the whole generations of dancers behind them because somebody shows that mm. it's possible. They start to work hard and they see that they can also mm. achieve it. Mm. Yeah, just before, just that I finish. Uh, so the fourth one was Misha, which was two times world champion in ten dance. Yeah, yeah. And then it was Chris and Yanya. Yeah, Chris and Yanya. Yes, that was your generation. Yeah, with Misha, we were competing against and each other in ten dance. So I remember one mm. time I won in youth, one time Misha won. But then Misha was younger, I think one year. Yeah. One or two years, he must be younger than me. So then I still kind of yeah. don't remember competing against him in amateurs. Yeah, and at that time I was dancing with Martina Plochl. Uh, she's Oren's sister. And I remember so clearly that feeling of standing on the dance floor with all of those amazing couples, with all of those amazing dancers, you know, even though they were eight, ten years older than us, um, basically in line of winning the world championship or Blackpool or being in you know top 10 couples on the world um like the whole finals uh, but that like on one hand it was a great appreciation you know uh, that we can and we have that chance of dancing on the dance floor with those amazing couples and dancers but at the same time like i was there in the finals uh, competing against them and for me it you know it was very clear. Okay, let's let's go. Let's dance. Let's do it. <laughs> you know, I didn't hesitate or I didn't feel afraid or, you know. And I think this is something very important for dancers to realize, you know. It doesn't matter if you're dancing with the best uh, or that you are maybe younger or there are people that are just, you know, uh, more experienced than you. Like, at the same time, you don't need to step back or hide, you know. You go fully in. Um, without any hesitation, without any... You practice as you are the worst one and you compete as you are the champion, you know. Maybe they can write it somewhere, just what you said, you know. Uh, to be to be aware of, you know, the quality that you can bring to the table or to the dance floor in this case. Uh, and at the same time, you know, never stop developing. Like, yeah. go really hard. Uh, but in a loving way, of course, not to injure yourself. And a lot of times people mix this, you know, they think going hard or going after something means, you know, being self-destructive. There is no need for that. Yeah, I need to, you know, one of the most important thing in dancing is balance, not just balance of your body weight, but balance mm-hmm. uh, as a whole, you know, balance with your partner, mm-hmm. with uh, how you practice, how you treat your body and stuff like this. So. Yeah, like balance in your life. And it shows in the body as well. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, 
yeah so since you mentioned the balance of the body uh this is something that whenever i watch you dance um it feels so effortless and so easy you know with such ease and such grace when you were moving uh, around the dance floor i remember that first dance you did on the it was i think uk yeah that was actually after three weeks dancing together because we both we both had with you know our ex-partner contracts in japan so mm. we finish i remember on 24th of december mm. i flew home for twi- uh, for christmas and on 27th came back to germany and we started to get ready for the event so we had like uh, mm. you know on the 28th we do waltz choreography on 29th we do tango choreography yeah, for all of you guys, I'm going to post those links so you can check them uh, check them out. But yeah, so can you tell us a little bit more about that process of preparing, of developing, you know, that awareness and also the technique? And what does that mean to you? Because a lot of times I see and I hear people talk about technique as something artificial, as something limiting and not even limiting, um, just as an information but you know in the body when they are trying to do it or when they are practicing I see so much struggle and also it doesn't look natural it doesn't look organic Um, and I just I don't find it you know useful or that it makes sense the technique would be something that it's not organic and it it doesn't you know suit the body Um, I think technique is exactly the most organic thing you know to understand how the body moves to understand its principles um and i just see like in your dancing i i found it very uh, natural very organic so if you can share a little bit how you how you see it how you see the you know technique or what does that mean to you how do you approach the the i wouldn't say even practice but more like recognizing uh, the technique within your body you have to understand a bit of history of dancing and a lot of people don't understand this they you know yes dancing is evolving but uh, you have to understand when where we are coming from why we are dancing in a way that we dance uh you know you have to understand a bit music and things like this just to mention something that alex moore wrote you know alex moore wrote a revised technique so technique book that basically we use um, of imperial society you know everybody who dances ballroom knows it and he did a lot of you know over the years they were updating the books but i found one of the old versions and it was done for you know people who are preparing for the exam and he said you can know every word you can know every sentence in this book you can be perfect in understanding the technique book but if you don't understand the logic of technique book Mm -hmm. it means nothing Mm -hmm. so the generation the older generation if i take you know um you know people maybe won't know names but if you take from victor sylvester who was the first champion in 1922 and later on uh, he was a band leader and thanks to him we are dancing on the strict tempo music because before there was no strict tempo music (laughs) <laughs> and uh, if I take, you know, champions later and how dancing was evolving, they were trying to be as natural as possible. You know, like famous Bobby Irvine would say, if you don't know how to walk your choreography, how can you dance it? 
So mm. you need to understand, uh, you know, how to walk things, how to have a natural balance, uh, how to balance uh, yourself with your couple, with the music and things like this. And we try to produce effortless movement. Obviously, there is a huge amount of effort, you know, uh, in, in dancing, in your practice, in, uh, you know, being technically good and everything. But you want to appear um, you know, as um, beautiful, simple, effortless as possible. Now, mm. to tell you something, just to maybe make you think a little bit. In the past, dancing used to be crazily, crazily um, famous. I take you take old competitions like uh, they would have sixteen thousand people joining in audience. They were running them in a huge arenas. Uh, they had two, three orchestras playing in the night. But dancing looked really effortless. So for the eye of a spectator, it looked something glamorous, easy, enjoyable, pleasant. So they wanted to go to a dancing mm. studio and they wanted to learn this. Sometimes when you look competitions today, and like I'm completely for the evolution of dancing and we have to push forward, mm. but sometimes it looked too artificial. So for the eye of somebody who doesn't know dancing, they see this, they say, oh my God, this is this is impossible. This is too difficult. They will never mm. enter the dancing studio because this would be kind of the end product. You understand? Mm. So I remember like going to Blackpool and seeing um, Marcus Hilton and Luca Barricki. They looked effortless. Mm. This looked so simple to my eye. It looked mm. beautiful, elegant, you know, musical, enjoyable. And that's why mm. actually I was so drawn to dancing and I wanted to hmm. work so hard. I found out that it's actually extremely, extremely, extremely difficult to achieve uh, <laughs> the, the effortless um, in your, your not, you know, to achieve this harmony in the movement that it, that hmm. it produces this kind of um, look. Hmm. But I also remember like Anthony Hurley, I was speaking, you know, Anthony used to be a champion, I think uh, around 1960, he was uh, three times world champion before uh, Bill Ir um, before sorry before uh, Richard Gleef, and um, he always says we used to be a generation of naturalists. We were trying to find as natural movement as possible. So you know, we today maybe we want fast results and we see everything. Okay, let's just get pumped up. Yeah. But then, oh, you have a lot of guys have short careers, injuries come. Uh, and to eye of somebody who is really an expert, uh, it will never be as appreciated, maybe, you know, or also yeah. it will not be as enjoyable as it can be. You know, that's yeah. just, just something what maybe Natasha can add. Yeah, I think technique has a different importance through your career. So in the beginning, um, of course, your teachers take care what you are learning and how good you are learning it. Definitely you need uh, knowledge of the base of the dancing. So the technique is definitely important. But the luck is then actually how good is your teacher and how good can he basically um, explain you how to use the technique to basically kind of produce a free movement, elegant, beautiful movements to the music. So. I have to say you are kind of lucky if the teacher is able and gives you the feel, this effortless. So you learn kind of through different channels. So one thing definitely is the technique. 
but um, yeah, I think we both were extremely lucky of uh, having great, great uh, teachers. And also, of course, we admired them for their dancing. And I think their important uh, point was that we have to kind of produce our own um, style and our own uh, individuality. And of course, they gave us technique to do that, but it was always kind of like a tool and not uh, the only thing uh, you need. So I still remember actually Anthony Hurley um, in the lesson kind of, yeah, now forget about it and just move. Okay. And then if you fall yeah. over, you <laughs> fall over, then you have to deal with kind of what happens if you fall over. So mm -hmm. they actually gave us kind of the restriction of the technique in sense of you have to do it a hundred times, but when you have it kind of now you you have to go on with it and mm -hmm. and use it and then you use it uh, without actually thinking all the time about technique so i think yeah. it's a different level and also after certain years you will understand how to kind of use it for your body how to use it for your style but it's it takes time there's no shortcut mm -hmm. <laughs> for this yeah i think a lot of times people try to do it fast um with you know they are trying to skip mm -hmm. that step of understanding the embodiment of it yeah. maybe they can remember or they can memorize you know what somebody said and they are trying to do it but it doesn't click mm, that's why i see like technique this aha effect when you recognize that something clicked you know there is a certain uh insight that you get within your body when you are doing, let's say, a certain technical exercise, you know, trying to understand how the movement works. And when it clicks, I always see it, you know, that information came from inside. So the body already knows what is the most optimal and natural way. What we are actually doing is giving space and time that we discover that. Yeah. but that understanding and that embodiment of it is already here you know it's already within us yeah, it, it is, is not somewhere outside what we get from the outside is the information is the guidance yeah. how to get to that aha moment and this is how the body learns i mean this is just from my experience you know from my own movement and observing others uh you know otherwise where would that aha moment come yeah when, because when it clicks, you know, you don't need anybody to tell you really. And usually then they tell you as well. <laughs> That's the funny thing. You know, when they tell you, yes, that was good. It's like, I know. <laughs> I know that already. Uh, so, so I think I think what is also very important yeah. sometimes for couples to understand. Um, for example, when we practice, we divide our practice uh, sometimes on like practicing or performing. So it's a different mental process. So, for example, when you practice, you select one, two technical aspects of uh, dance that you would like to improve. And we, for example, would put a very short uh, parts of choreography and we would be constantly repeating. You know, if I compare a little bit with ballet, they go, they do their exercises to kind of drill their body and technique in. And then when you're doing performance, you need your mental process needs to be different. You know, it's awareness, it's music is expression, our emotion. So you, you have to go out of this because I think sometimes mental process is always practice, practice, correct this in the body, correct this in the body, correct this. So then when it comes to performing, 
they cannot go out of, in a sense, so competition becomes actually a practice. Because the mental process is always practice, practice, improve this, improve that. So they don't know how to let go, like Natasha said, how to let go and just dance. It's also important. That's why in the beginning, say, mind is important because uh, it controls all of these things. So you have to be able to let go and perform. I think also what is a nice thing is that you have to always remember that there was no champion in any time which was without a mistake. Exactly. So if you think like that, and if they are really great champions, they made the mistake look like we all wanted to copy the mistake, kind of. So if you think, and they had a great and for sure absolutely great knowledge of technique. But uh, yeah, we were actually fascinated by sometimes the, the mistakes. Uh, yeah, if they had to, we yeah. copied main, 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 basically not the correctness. Yeah, yeah. the, so the steps also, like a lot of famous uh, steps came out of the mistakes. Yeah. Exactly. I don't think it's just in dancing. I think it's in general in life, how many times the, you know, something that is perceived as a mistake actually becomes a winning <laughs> think or a winning product or a step or a new dance style or whatever it is you know um accepting that part it makes it so much easier yeah you know accepting the part that you are human it things can go off things can go different that you practiced uh and i i remember one quote you know perfection is just a disguise for insecurity you know being okay with not being secure actually liberates you Yeah. You know, not trying to hide that. Uh, and also this way, like the mistake doesn't look like a mistake anymore. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. Also, Natasha, you mentioned before the practice part, how you, you know, through the history or through the evolution of a dancer, uh, what would you say, how do you approach it nowadays? Um, because guys, when you're going to watch the videos, you're going to know what I'm talking about. It looks really effortless. Uh, now, what is the process that you are going through while you are dancing? To make it look effortless, there's a lot of planning still behind, to be honest. Yeah, mm -hmm. so um, you plan this moment to basically be able to look effortless because your body... Um, needs to be ready. Yeah, needs to be ready in certain ways. So you need to be ready to know to sustain a final. You need to be ready mentally to know, okay... Not always, of course, the competition is in perfect conditions. So let's say schedule is late. Um, jet lag. You have a jet yeah. lag. Uh, you might catch a cold <laughs> before or food poisoning. So everybody um, <laughs> has different uh, things. So basically you need to train for the worst which can happen, basically. And then still be able to have a, yeah, like say a good condition for that competition. So that's one thing. But um, if you know your body through this practice, you can actually um, produce that effortless look. So even if there are things not right, you are not, um, your performance has no problem with it, basically. Yeah. So also we sometimes in the first round, we would speak with each other, say, okay, today kind of that's your impression, that's my impression. And um, yeah, then we go through the comp, which... Uh, Yeah, I think with the experience of many, many, many years, so you know how to do it. Okay, that's kind of feels like 150%, let's be careful, 
keep it on a hundred that's what we practice because we also get carried away by the feelings by the audience by the music so we have a nice um, experience in Blackpool for example there's this beautiful tango of the orchestra and the, the audience is going and yeah you have to be still focused on what you want to produce because you easily get carried away kind of carried away means might do too much which actually doesn't enhance the performance which actually just makes you lose maybe for later kind of so um i think it's still a lot of preparation so you need to know your body you need to know what what you are facing you for example we like to practice on big floors if we go to get ready for blackboard so we know it's like 30 meters long so we like to try it before so you basically try to avoid the surprise kind of but then actually that makes you free so it's that's basically works for me the best i like to know what i'm facing and then we are working it around this and uh, also we like to say our practice has a limited amount of time and that time we're using very well because in the past i think when you're younger uh, you practice two three four oh let's practice five time is not a problem but actually do you improve that much just because you spend five hours? That's the question. So I think um, the longer your career gets, the more clever you get with knowing your body, understanding what you need to get ready, understanding what you particularly need to get ready. So it doesn't need to be the same for everyone. Yeah, Maybe it's a certain piece of music. It's uh, yeah, how to trigger the best out of your body. And then working with two different people is also... Um, he has a different feeling than me, which is perfect. Mm. We need these two persons together, but that also means we need to listen to each other what everybody needs. So if I need to warm up very long and he not, so that's the things we need to know. And then we can have the best out of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. I, I think, you know, if you take great performance in the competition, you have to be aware that you will be dancing five to six rounds. So I'm not saying that effortless is not uh, getting really best shape. Yeah, obviously, this is very, very important. But you try to do this uh, through best coordination possible, yeah? through best mechanic possible. Um, yeah, so we in our own practice, we are extremely structured. Yeah, like Natasha says, that would be amount of time we exactly know how I need to, what I need to do to, let's say, bring my own body by myself to best condition to start dancing. Natasha feels exactly what she needs to do for her body. We know what we have to do to find best communication with each other or what type of exercise of practice would help us to find, uh, uh, you know, um, couple balance. And then also, obviously, we know what's the weak point, strong point, what do we want to show in competition or show, because obviously for us, it's also, I would say it's 50-50. There is a huge amount of uh, shows. Uh, what do you want to show? What do you want to do? So, yeah, it's uh, you don't lose time. You structure things. Mm. Also, uh, would you say that uh, it's very important that, again, like we mentioned it so many times you know that self-awareness what do you what do you really need you know to get to know yourself to get to understand yourself so this way you can also execute and you know perform on the highest level 
like what is the things that you need how to prepare what is the type of practice that works for you the best what is the performance well i think that changes through mm-hmm. the time what you need and how mm-hmm. you need to get ready but um and it depends um how far is the time until the next competition maybe also so the practice can change through this but if you say a general practice um, what I like to do is I like to warm up by myself kind of I like to get ready before we actually dance together so um, that feels the best and then depends normally you have a competition or a show so you have a clear plan what needs to be improved so if you take a subject like um, okay you watch the video and then there's always one figure in quick step um, yeah that's okay but it doesn't feel right for the for both of us so then we would keep working on it and maybe even repeat it many many times I like I like kind of repetitions maybe that's one thing my ah. teachers gave me <laughs> that's my teachers I think gave me a little bit um, drill, so yeah, I drill. like to drill it a little bit until I, I kind of know it a hundred percent and then I can put my own uh, feelings on top so Mm. if um, I know every second I feel now I'm free to actually put some extra on top and he knows actually my actions and uh, can be free on his Mm. side but that's a personal thing for me so I like to be ready I like to be dancing by myself and then together yeah I I think for me if I just look through my career you know because uh, break breakthrough yeah you know dancing you're learning layers, one layer, next layer, of next course. layer, and then depends also your career is in layers. So it's mm-hmm. different and you try to combine as many layers together as possible. But what was kind of, I think, one of the breakthrough moments that I felt, okay, yeah, I'm kind of, I can perform really much better was just uh, building up awareness of the floor. Now, maybe sounds, uh, you know, maybe some people will understand, some will not but um, your own connection to the floor and never losing this feeling of connection. Then on the top you put other feelings, but I never lose that and that gives me possibility to then build up other things in the body or even in a partnership. So, you know, in the past you try to perform, you pump yourself up and I remember I was physically... You cannot imagine how ready I was. We used to do seven, eight finals per day, no problem, dance like uh, length of the music. So I remember we had one CD of the Viennese Waltz, it would go eight minutes, crazy. But I would go and I would dance, for example, a big competition with the six rounds and I was fifth round, I was dead. I said, if I make finals, how will I perform? I can't do it. Like I remember, I says, shit, I was practicing so hard for this, that's my dream, but I'm dead. You know, so then by, uh, you know, adjusting your mechanic, by getting this, you know, probably know, you know, for sure, you know. I think everybody uh, had this feeling. Oh, God. <laughs> finding, finding the height in your body, finding the connections uh, to the floor and then dancing out of there. Uh, you know, that kind of is something that I would really yeah. start with. Yeah, again, I yeah, think everybody I think. knows that feeling that yeah. the comp is... And you think like, oh, really? Two more rounds? How do I do this? We all learned out of this experience a lot. <laughs> of course. Uh, and I think, you know, uh, and I completely understand that drive or that, you know, desire to show or to share or to prove whatever it is, you know. I know it can quickly get you out of your body 
in a sense that you're not staying connected within yourself, that you're not staying aware of yourself. And also that connection with the floor, what you mentioned, Domen. Yeah, this is... But also, also I think you, it, if, I mean... Yeah, sorry, I interrupted you. Sorry, please. No, no, no problem. Yeah, yeah, go, go. Also, go if you imagine, you know, like we interpretate music basically. Eh? Now, if you imagine somebody, I don't know, blowing a hornet also or playing mm. a guitar or piano, they're using different amount of energy to express different strength or weakness or heights in the music. So sometimes also when I see the competitors, it's one energy from beginning till the end, and that's trying to do 100% of energy. Mm. So you learn through time how to dance if you have, for example, from zero to 100, let's say, you know, uh, energy, you go, mm. you know, 100, you go to 70, you go to 30, maybe a figure requires 30 and you push it back to mm. 90. So that becomes actually then uh, beauty. And actually, I spoke with a lot of <clears throat> famous dancers. Like if I just mention somebody, everybody knows, like Slava, you know, Slavic. Mm. You know, very similar. We discover all in certain parts of our career how to use uh, energy, space uh, more efficient. Mm. And uh, even if you are not practicing every day for eight hours, if you have a week without practice, you come back, it's not a problem because you know how to mm. use that. Exactly. And I think it's very natural process. You know, that change, that transformation of the energy, it's like in life, it's like in nature. And the same is in dancing and in movement. It needs to flow. It needs to change. It is not meant to be monotonous, you know, through the whole dance. This is not a natural flow and people can sense that even if you are not a professional, even if you don't have, you know, uh, I don't know, crazy experience or knowledge about dancing, you can sense that you can see that something is off, you know, something is being uh, artificial or somebody is trying to do something, right? We, uh, we are not and there is that natural runners. flow. Yeah, we are not 100 meters, Sorry. Runners, you know. I says we're not exactly. running 100 meters that mm. you have to explode and do everything. It's not that. Dancing is exactly. not about that. And of course, you know, to have a body that is capable to have a trained body, that is a, a tool. Yeah. Uh, but it's not to be, it's like with, I don't know, with fast cars. It's not that you are constantly driving the fastest possible way. Like you're changing the speed. Yeah. But you know you can go 300 kilometers per hour but you don't drive like that the whole time no. you know it's also not good for the car exactly. <laughs> right exactly. and the same is with the body um but to build that you know to have that variety actually it makes it even more visible you know how the 300 looks because if you would drive like 100 percent, you know your body through the dance it doesn't show so well because there is nothing else, you know, for the comparison or observation of the change, because there is a certain beauty in that, yeah. you know, in that flow, in that maybe acceleration, deceleration, or something is more intense, something is very light, something is very soft, something is much stronger. It gives a certain beauty and richness. And I think this is a very mechanical thing as well. Yeah. It is not just the imagination it is not just the mindset but it's at the same time it is a very mechanical physical natural thing yeah 
So hopefully, you know, people and dancers will maybe give themselves a chance to start feeling that natural organization in the body, you know. So this way you can produce the whole range of movement that is available to you and your body. It gives you also a huge pleasure. Like Exactly. It is the experience that is so rich. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Uh, now to conclude, would you like to share any any other advice, any thoughts, or maybe a message with the audience? Yeah, just uh, I would just like to give a short uh, uh, message. I think a lot of dancers, you know, main, mainly people who will listen us are dancing, or who are listening us are dancing ballroom and Latin. And I know it's a bit of a difficult times because of this uh, Corona situation. But, you know, just to, to think positively, it's a great time actually to develop your skill even further. And um, for us, it, you know, even like I said, it's difficult. I felt practice always takes us out of difficulties that maybe world is uh, facing. So you just go, you know, practice as much as you can, uh, forget about all of these things and sure, uh, very soon we will be back and uh, we can enjoy competitions and performances and so on. Yeah, I would like to kind of go into the same direction. I think, yeah, it's not an easy time for the, yeah, for all dancers or everybody who has something to do with art and um, yeah, we are now a little bit um, held back to perform or to show our love to dancing. But uh, nevertheless, we can use that time um, to improve certain things, to learn things, um, yeah, to communicate with uh, our teachers or try to find the next aim. And yeah, hopefully it will go back very very soon and yeah we're looking forward uh, to be able to see everybody again and to share our love to dancing yeah and friendship to all of our friends from all around the world from all the associations and everything yes let's yeah. just give us a lesson and just uh, everybody stick nicely together and work well in harmony yeah remembering why we are doing it you know for the love of dance it makes it very easy then. Uh, okay, so we're going to conclude for today. Thank you very much, Natasha and Domen, for coming on the show. Uh, thank you for sharing your stories and your experiences with us. Thank Thanks. you for inviting us and thank you for being with us. Yeah, thank you. Bye. <laughs> with pleasure, really. Uh, guys, also I'm going to put some links in the description so you can go and check them out. Uh, we have some great guests coming uh, on the show and also there are some new things in preparation. I cannot reveal them yet, but it is a lot of fun and some very exciting things. Uh, so stay in tuned and see you in the next episode.